On this episode of the Fieldhouse Files, former Pacer Damian Wilkins joins the show. He's the general manager for Overtime Elite and will be back in Indianapolis this week for an event. I know that Fieldhouse Files has a prolific following. You know, I just want to be careful about sharing too much with the world. And welcome into the Fieldhouse Files, the podcast where I take you behind the scenes with the Pacers, talk to individuals on and around the team, and tell you what you need to know. It's All-Star Week, a lot more coming to you at FieldhouseFiles.com and right here on the Fieldhouse Files podcast. Among those is my interview today with Damian Wilkins, the former Indiana Pacer who joined the team late in his career. He was their last NBA stop joining the team for the 2017-18 season after previous stops at many teams like the Supersonics, OKC Thunder, Minnesota, Atlanta, Detroit, Philadelphia, um, plus trips overseas and in the G League. So uh, well-traveled, well-experienced, a veteran who came in and helped contribute to the Pacers uh, more ways off the court in his leadership, in his experience, and the way he could help guide uh, the team and we talk so much about leadership playing a key role with this team both in the past and in the present previously with David West and uh, you know Thad Young glue guy Thad Young who's on the move to Phoenix by the way and many other players now with the present of course is James Johnson well Damian Wilkins uh, in the last couple of years has moved on to a new role uh, and that was being the general manager and head of basketball at Overtime Elite, and OTE is very new. Uh, really got the attention of many last draft because of Asar and Amon Thompson and those twin brothers going back-to-back in this previous draft, which was a staggering thing to see, right? So fun to see them drafted back-to-back four and five by the Rockets and by the Pistons. So uh, Pacers will see a lot of Asar Thompson with the Pistons coming up. Uh, you know, moving forward is, is the plan right there. Uh, but OTE is something that uh, was kind of ahead of its curve in terms of making sure players could get paid, could uh, get more of a professional type experience. It's a rival, I think, to what G League Ignite has become uh, in the G League and um, in within the NBA system. OTE is something different. Now players are obviously getting paid with NIL and that. Uh, avenue as I talked with Damien about during this podcast but many other things that I wanted to hit on with him during this podcast including his development Uh, he took a job with the Players Association after his time with the Pacers and and then this role with OTE and over all this time he stayed close with Pacers general manager Chad Buchanan that was his connection to get to the Pacers and uh, (laughs) there was some funny advice that um, that rang true, but uh, I was glad Damian shared. And then in addition to that, how about Cannon Catchings? I know of him. He's Taja Catchings' son, Tamika's nephew. And I remember working with Tamika years and years ago. She's dating myself, as I'll tell Damian. But uh, a couple decades here, I remember when Cannon's, you know, a third grader uh, walking around what then was Banker's Life Fieldhouse. Well, now he is six foot nine. He's a grown man, 18 years old, and finishing up at OTE, and so I'll get Damien's take on that. Uh, what's it like being the general manager there? Um, we'll look back. Remember the gender reveal that happened at the Fieldhouse for Damien? That was a unique thing, so I had to bring that up. And then, in general, what his pitch 
is to players and families to get players to OTE, which is based in Atlanta. So I think you'll really enjoy this conversation. I do want to highlight what's going on with OTE. They will be playing games coming up on Thursday and Friday at Broad Ripple High School. Yes, George Hills, Broad Ripple High School. Cold Hearts is the team for Cannon Catchings. They play at 7 p.m. Then there's another game at 9 p.m. on Thursday. Then there's games at 2 and at 4 on Friday which is good. See, have those games played. They'll be doing so in front of NBA talent evaluators who are in town for all-star festivities and such. So will expose them uh, to the audience that they want. And among those players, there's several actively being recruited by Mike Woodson and staff at Indiana University, for example. So uh, that's of also why this is of relevance and, and of note here. All right, now welcome in Damian Wilkins, a former Pacer who will be back in Indianapolis, part of Overtime Elite this week, a a new organization that's really helping to produce draft picks, and we'll get into a lot of that here on this interview. Damian, how are you doing? What are you looking forward to most with All-Star Weekend here coming up? (laughs) Uh, I'm just, I just want our teams to go out there and have a good time. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Enjoy the atmosphere, enjoy the opportunity. Um, put on a good show for for our for our Adidas partners and our fans that's going to be showing up and showing us some love out there and uh, don't break curfew and let's get home safely. <laughs> you, you guys will have a pair of games on two different days: two on Thursday at seven and nine p.m. and then two more on Friday at two and four. I like how that's set up nicely to to have those and then allow for everyone to enjoy. You know, uh, Friday night, Saturday night, all that. Etc. Take us through the thought process of having that right here in Indianapolis, where All Stars is, and then to that point, obviously you're going to have NBA execs, scouts. Is this a real opportunity you think to put those these individuals, your players, in front of uh, decision makers moving forward? Yeah, I mean, I think it just shows the level of exposure that we that we um, you know give our players um, to do things like this. Like essentially, right? Like when you look back at or look at you know, normal high school settings right now. They're they're probably coming down to playing their last few games of the regular season, still in their in their respective, you know, gyms and schools and all of those things. Whereas OTE we're taking our players uh to 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 Indiana where all of basketball is gonna be at the time, um, to play, you know, those games in front of you know, scouts and and, and, a, and a different region of fans, uh, OTE overtime fans. Um, and just to enjoy the atmosphere of All-Star Weekend. And I think that's one of the many things that separates us from everyone else, right? Like, we just were able to do unique activational things like that um, to give our guys just a different and a higher level of exposure. And I think these guys are, are and, these, and our families um, are truly appreciative of it. Yeah, and two of the names everyone obviously knows that kind of helped get Everything started and, and publicized, I think, a lot is, of course, the, the Thompson Twins, Asar and Amin, taken in this draft this past year of local interest, especially to me, is Cannon Catchings, nephew of Tamika, who's Hall of Famer and one of the best people you'll ever meet in life. And, uh, you know, Cannon uh, moved down and joined Overtime Elite this past year. And um, I'm just curious what maybe you've seen from him. What, have, what has stood out to you about his game? 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Cannon is a pro. <clears throat> um, you know, the guy is just an absolute pro, man. Um, you know, size, skill, um, ability to score the ball the way he does, score in bunches. Um, he's super efficient. You know, you look up at the scoreboard and he's at 19, 20, 21 points, and you really haven't even seen him take many shots. Um, it's just, just things just come easy for him. It's, it's natural for him to put the ball in the basket. Uh, sneaky athleticism, um, something that you don't really look at him and see. Uh, but then when you, you know, you, you watch him play and he does makes these amazing plays at the rim, um, you realize how athletic he is, how explosive he is. Um, and with that size, it just takes it to another level. I think he is, um, well on his way again um, to yeah. being a, a, a first round NBA pick. Like this, this this guy is is really good. I'm amazed. I'm looking at his bio and seeing six foot nine, and I'm one dating myself, but also thinking about Cannon with Taj and being at Fever Games and little Cannon. And now to think, you know, he's probably got that NBA frame. He's 18 and looking at his efficiency, really doing well shooting the ball. Um, as you referenced, to go back kind of the Thompson twins, which I think helped get you guys going and put you on the map to a lot of different you know, NBA evaluators and all that different thing. Uh, how would you describe kind of the impact the Thompson's twins have had for you guys over the last couple of years? Uh, yeah, I mean, they were obviously the staples here, right? Like the guys who carried the program um, last year and, and obviously put us on the map. Those, those guys came here and, um, you know, they worked their butts off. Um, they bought into the things that we were giving them. Uh, and then they were just disciplined and, de- and determined mm-hmm. to, to to be where they are now. I mean, those guys probably are uh, going to go down as, as, as some of our hardest workers that we've ever had in the building. Um, you know, and they came here um, and and knew what they wanted to do. They knew the things that they wanted to improve on, and they were determined to do those things each and every day. And you can tell they were just laser-focused and locked in on becoming who they become. Um, and, and, and making it to the level that they made it to. And there's no real surprise to people around here who witnessed um, their, their, their process mm-hmm. that they are where they are uh, because of that. Damien, as the general manager, head of basketball, do you, uh, how fruitful has it been for you to kind of be on the ground floor of this? I always think it's special to be at, with something from the very beginning to help get it off the ground and then see what it can become over, over years in time. What has that meant to you? It's been great. Um, you know, obviously every day, <clears throat> some days have their challenges um, because it's, it's it's never easy and it's never a dull moment. Yeah. Um, but, you know, honestly, like I, I can't 
this is this has been amazing. This has been an amazing opportunity for me. I don't take it for granted at all. Um, you know, I get to touch these guys at this level and get to be around them and um, mentor them and pour into them and just help them on their paths. Um, I try to do everything I can every day for these guys. And, um, you know, I was in their shoes. So it's easy for me to, um, you know, know how it is or relate to them in ways that um, some others others may not. And, um, again, like I don't take this opportunity for granted. It's been it's been a, an amazing ride so far. What what were you thinking, say, when you were with the Pacers back in 2018 when you were trying to figure out maybe what was next, right? And I saw you, you got involved initially with the Players Association and helping with that, and I think that's huge because so many players just don't know what's next. It's all been about ball, and, and you started with the Players Association, now with Overtime Elite. Uh, what was kind of your thinking that last season with the Pacers as you tried to assess what was next? Uh, I, I actually going into the end of that season, I knew, um, that like that would probably be my last. Um, and it, I knew it was time for me. I wanted to walk away. I didn't want to be forced out. I didn't want to go out. You yeah. know, one of those guys is just looking for something to do or looking for a job to hang on to. Um, my son, he was my oldest son. He was, he was coming into his own thing. Um, and he's now here at OTE as well, but, um, I was, I was just, I was, I wanted to see his process. I wanted to be around my other children. I wanted to, um, just be a normal guy. And I knew that that time was coming to an end, but, um, you know, early in that season, I knew that the players association opportunity was on the table for me. And then I had another opportunity with the NBA office as well. Um, but I wanted to get involved in helping players. Like it was about, players to me it was about career development for me and i wanted to give back to the pa what the players association you know what they have given to me over my career so um i decided to start working for them and you know from there i ended here so um all that to say i've had no break in stride um but it's been it's been it's been fun it's been fulfilling i've learned a lot i've met a lot of people i've grown a lot um and very thankful for the connections that i've made one of the th- initial things I thought about, too, one of the random things, right, was during a timeout back in your season with the Pacers, you were surprised uh, with the, the uh, expecting your first kid. What do you remember about that um, that moment during a Pacers home game with your then-fiancé? Yeah, it was really <laughs> crazy. Um, yeah. I'm sitting in the timeout, and we're doing a gender reveal, and I'm getting surprised by that, and um that was that was something a moment that I never forget. I often look at that video a lot. Um, I had a great time in Indiana, man. Like I, I talk to Chad Buchanan all the time. He's one of my mentors. Um, you know, we just talk shop a lot. We talk about my time there. Um, the people were so welcoming, um, and you know, they just just treated me with a ton of respect and appreciation. And you know, that's that was. I I, I don't think I could have scripted my last year plan any better. Um, you know, I, I, I certainly wouldn't change much about it. Um, and if there was something I could change about it, obviously that would be winning the championship. But other than that, um, it was just, I had a great time in Indiana and, um, that was a very special moment to me, um, learning of the birth of my, my son Zion. Um, so it was, it was really, it was a really cool moment. Everyone in the building knew except me and I'm still (laughs) trying to figure out how no one, um, leaked that information to me um, prior to that game, but it was 
it was a great moment for sure. Were there ever, Damian, serious conversations about you coming on staff here? Because for a while, especially, the Pacers were looking for someone exactly like you who knew exactly what they were doing, could be that vet, um, could help on the court, but also off the court. Uh, I know, obviously, you spoke a little bit about your relationship with Chad. Did that ever get far down the line here? Uh, We didn't. We talked about that. We still talk about that to this day, honestly. Like we talk about different things and different ways. Yeah. Um, that I could work with him. Um Chad is one of my guys, man. Like I, I love Chad to death and I know he'll always have my back and I know um you know if all else fails, like the opportunity to, to work alongside him in some capacity will always be there. Um but he knows understand my goals and the things I'm working on right now. Um and he knows how important it is to me. Um, and you know, I respect him a whole a ton because of that, um, that level of respect that he shows me for that. Um, and I, I call Chad quite often sometimes when I have to make some decisions, I just want to pick his brain and be like, Hey, what do you think, um, I should do here, um, with this or with that. And, you know, he always gives me sound, honest advice. Uh, you know, one of the things he told me, uh, when I talked to him, um, you know, right at the start of season two here at OCE, he said to me, he said, uh, he said, how you liking that, that big chair? And I said, um, <laughs> it's challenging. It's fun. Um, you know, but obviously it's a lot of work. And he said, are you pissing people off? And I said, I'm sure I am. He said, well, you're doing your job. <laughs> so mm-hmm. That was always something that I, I keep in mind. Like if people are getting upset with me to some degree, that must mean I'm doing my job according to Chad Buchanan. Man, I love that you have you know that experience and that relationship where you can call upon each other and, and lean on him as a GM for the Pacers right now. In your current role as the GM for OTE, how are you pitching You know the ability to go get players? Is it, hey, this is the alternative. You can make money. You can have a professional setting right here in Atlanta. Uh, what is that message to players that you try to bring in like you did with Cannon Catchings, for example? I think, uh, well, I don't, I, don't, I don't get into the – the money part of it because I think wherever they are, they can make money nowadays. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't, they can't, they, it, OTE isn't the only place that they can make money playing basketball. Um, obviously NIL is a huge thing right now with, um, grassroots basketball, college basketball, etc. Um, for us, you know, we, we, we stick our, we stick our name to development and player development, personal development, um, human development. And, that's what I think parents get most excited about for us is that we're going to get, we're going to help your son um, get, get better at an accelerated rate. And he's going to get better quicker than he would anywhere else. And that's what um, for us is probably our biggest thing. Mm-hmm. You know, our nugget that we, that we dangle out there um, that and the exposure um, to the scouts, to branding, to social, to the world, to, all these different companies that we partner with um, to help us grow our business. Um, those are the things right now that we hang our hat on in terms of our recruiting pitch. And those are the most important things right now. It's like, how much better are you going to get? How quickly are you going to get there? Yeah. And that's great to hear. That's what it comes down to, right? It's the development, both character and what they can do on the floor that can set them up for whatever is next, whether it's college, whether it's, uh, G League, whether it's the NBA, etc. So, um, love to hear all that. It's been good to catch up with you. Again, games will be on Thursday and Friday at Broad Ripple, and that should be a lot of fun. It'll be good to have you back here in Indy. Appreciate the time, Damian.
Thank you. Appreciate you having me. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Fieldhouse Files podcast, and I'll talk to you again very soon.